This is Gutterballs, the Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of the Big Lebowski. It allows life to exist in the bleak, black emptiness of space. Providing insight. I don't know when she said that. <laughs> Maybe Saint Sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in them. Commentary has found himself in a world turned upside down. <laughs> flare, 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 flare. And conjecture. It looks like the pool is empty. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And now, gutter balls. Yep, pie. Yep, yep, pie. Yep, pie. As Here I, we are. As I said to you, yep, pie. Yep, pie. That was supposed to be yepper, by the way. Okay. A, I'm ready to go, yepper, but it... Damn autocorrect, yep, pie. A yep, pie is apparently something yep. that exists. Pie. Yep, pie. That's what it changed it to. Are we having dessert tonight? Yep, pie. <laughs> I guess maybe it's two sentences. I don't know if pie is a, pie is not really a sentence. No, yep might count as a sentence. I think because it's an interjection, you can have a sentence that's yeah. just an interjection. Yep, that's a sentence, right? I think so. I think so. I'll I'll go for it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think so. I cannot believe that we're here at this point in the movie. At this point in the movie, at this point in this experience, All it's... It. Uh, we have just hit, like, an amazing minute here. It's all been building up to this. I am filled with hyperbole when it comes to this movie. And yet, I can say, <laughs> without any reservation, this is my favorite minute of this movie. I might agree with that. I was... You would agree that it's my favorite minute or that it's also <laughs> yeah. your favorite minute? I would agree that it's your favorite minute. Okay. And I think it might be my favorite minute. There's another point... It, there's, there's a point in this movie that we'll get to where things change for me in this movie. Where this movie... this is There's kind of like a one-two punch. And this is punch one. Then there's a punch two coming up. And that is when the movie really just totally I was just a goner like this movie had knocked me out on the floor with its awesomeness and we'll get to that but yes this minute is awesome this whole sequence the next several minutes because this is the punch to the gut that's the first one that gets you Ooh, puts yeah. you off your guard yeah yeah but this yeah and this is <laughs> <laughs> so amazingly awesome but before we get to that all right there is so so this minute there's a few seconds before we switch shots. Right, we just like went slamming right into the bowling alley, but it, right. this minute does not start with the bowling alley. No, there's about 3 seconds or so, something like of that. Of the dude and Brant still there. The last episode, the last minute ended with Well, dude, we just don't know. Is that correct? Is that what he says? Well, dude, we just don't know. That, that's how it ended? That's that what the it, end? Well, that's not the... There's a, the three seconds after he says that, but right, yes. But that's how last minute ended. That's the last line of 
Well, that's the last line of the exchange. Am I really? I, I'm just doubting myself because I thought that was it. Well, I and don't. And I was like, Does he say that? Yeah, that's it. Well, yes, we just bam. don't know. Done. And that's it. Minutes done. The minute is done. Which and, is more important than the like picture cutting, right. if I might say that. Right. Sure. Because that's that's it's a tonal change there. Well, dude, we just don't know. And as soon as that line is finished, it's a different part of the movie now. I don't care that the picture, the image is the same. He says that, different part of the movie now. Uh, yes, I would agree. And there's an overlap. So all these three seconds, there's maybe one second of, you know, the last two seconds of this scene, the music starts to overlap also. Like getting us into the the bowling alley, you can start to hear the guitar a bit. Is that true? Yeah, you can hear the music in the previous minute. Not the previous minute, but the previous scene. Yes, yes, the pre. Okay, I'm sorry. The previous scene. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like two two seconds, two and a half seconds. The the music comes in. This yeah. wonderful music overlapping the, the picture. Flamenco guitar. Another L cut, if you will. Yes. And so should we, you know, this is what happens when we don't do any kind of like, what? we don't have our uh, staff meeting beforehand. I, I didn't we care about this because I'm sorry. I just, I only want to talk about one thing with this minute. So you can do whatever you want to do. I only got well, one thing to talk about, and I think you know what it is. And I'm just going to spend the entire time. Everything's going to come back to it because it is... That's all I got. So you can go ahead and put whatever struck and slam it on top of there, I, and I'll go with it. But I got one thing to talk about. So let's go. Let's do what you're gonna talk about. I'm ready for it. You're gonna try. You know, I applaud you. You're gonna try to maintain order. Good for you, sir. Begin. Begin. Love again. Started watching yeah, Twin Peaks again, talking. by the way. Good. Cool. Tried to get my daughter to watch it. Started to. Interesting. But How old is your daughter? She's 10. 10? A little young. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, maybe. There's, you know, the train car, for instance. A little rough business. Uh, didn't like that so much. You know, long... Dirty, gray-on-gray gray hair, man crouching edge of your bed. Not yes. so great, maybe. Well, and there's, there's a lot of adult themes, if you will. There are. There are. But, you know. So, I cannot... I'm looking for the Google Doc. I lost it. I had it. Now I lost it. From the good doctor. This is a, an important document. It is. So... I have a real hard time finding Google Docs sometimes. That's interesting. Do you know why? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I don't have the mojo. I have too many, I guess. You know, weirdly, I can sort of understand that because sometimes it's like even documents I've created... Where did they go? Wait, are they shared with me? 
are they my drive? Wait, what is this? But I created it. Isn't that yeah. my? No, it's shared with me. It's not shared with me. I shared it with someone. Uh, yeah, and it gets a little gets a little funky. I can kind of get behind that. Like I have it open now to my drive. Oh, I found it. I had to go to shared with me. Yeah, you got to go to shared with me. It's strange, but why? Anyway, okay. It's just yeah, it's semantics somehow. Shared with me. Even though if you're the one sharing it with someone else, I don't like that. Shared with me. It's not shared with me. I shared it with them. I don't know. I just, it irritates me. I don't like that. But you have, so, you have the doctors. Yeah, the doctor. One of our faithful listeners. Theoretically. Uh, who knows? Probably listen once. Done with it now. But Reverend Mark, God bless yes, him. He, he gave us some... Not the doctor, the Reverend. I was. I knew I had his suit. I'm, I'm all discombobulated. Because again, this minute is just so awesome. In preparing for this, watching this minute multiple times, it never got old. It doesn't get old. Are you kidding I me? I was like laughing with both humor... Like like a humorous type of laugh, like I'm laughing at something that's funny, and it was also like a laugh of pure joy and love of the universe. It was just wonderful. It's funny you say that because there are some movies that are my favorite movies, and I don't have, here's my favorite movie, bam, and you put it there. I have like a, like a rotating, like 10 movie carousel, basically. And different movies come, like, circulating in and out of there. There's some that are in there pretty consistently, but I don't ever say, this is my favorite movie. I just have, like, some that I really love. Right. And there's different ways to... Dis- describe. <laughs> I, I'm so scared at what you're laughing at, because it's just... Like, I'm just here relating it. Some sort of like heartfelt anecdote, and then you burst <laughs> into hysterical laughter. Oh, it frightens boy. me. <laughs> Technical issues. Anyway, sometimes I love a movie because <laughs> I hear you tittering away back there. It's this whole damn scene, man. It's really fucked me up. It reminds me of a link that a friend of ours put on his Twitter timeline today that had me literally in tears. But... Was this about a monster truck rally? It certainly was! (laughs) (laughs) That was a good thing. I watched that last night. Tears. And then I watched some of the related videos, too. Good stuff. But no, the monster truck rally was the best one. Tears. The expression on his face. (laughs) Oh, so man. tears. Tobolowski. Uh, <sighs> well, movies first. I'll movies. get back to it. But I love movies the- sometimes because I measure them with different rubrics. Basically, sometimes my favorite movies are ones that, if they're on, I will just watch. Oh, it's on. I'm watching that. Like that constitutes a. Good movie, like one of my favorite movies. Watchableness, I guess. 
if I'm flipping through the channels or something and I see it and I just have to watch it, well, that is one of my favorite movies then. But the 10, the, you know, 10 movie carousel is not filled with movies that are just watchable. Some of them, I think that's an important movie. We touched on this with, uh, what was it called, Tree of Life, like Terrence Malick. Now, this is, a, this is pretty cool. I won't ever want to watch it again. 2001, I don't want to watch that all the time. Still one of my favorite movies. But watchable movies, they have a place in my top ten. Here's two. <sighs> I just, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... I'm going to just be honest for once in my life. Are you ready? I'm prepared. Legally blonde, and he's just not that into you. Okay. I'm just staring at the diaphragm of my mic, thinking. I'm not sure what's going to come out of it, but... I've never seen either of those movies, so I can't really comment. Okay, well, you can't judge me Obviously, then. I'm, I'm missing out. I, I'll watch them. If you're giving, if they're in your carousel, I can't. That's good enough for me. An endorsement from you. Even I'm if, not going to doubt you. Even if I'm looking for something else, if I see, I'll just watch it. And it's something about like a lot of the times, just the way it looks. Sometimes a movie looks really good. I'll watch it. It's something about it being bright and sunny with like, I don't know, golden or something. I don't know like it so we can go back to that's fine i just wanted to get that out there but the scene with the jesus is just so watchable like you said you could just watch it over and over and over and it was this scene like you says the one-two punch this is the first gut punch before the uppercut comes but it's just so watchable lebowski falls Firmly into that category of watchable. I'll never right. turn it off if I find it. No. If, if I happened upon it playing on the television? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to, like, look a gift horse in the mouth. Well, and this, again, this minute is so invitingly watchable that I watched probably, like, the next 15 minutes of the film. I just couldn't stop. I just kept going at one point. I watched the minute a couple times, then I was like, okay, what's, let me, you know, I was like, what, what happens exactly in the next minute? Like, I was always starting to think ahead, and then that was just it. I just watched. That's funny that you said 15 I minutes. Watched, like, you just threw a number out there, like, oh, I watched 15 I watched minutes. until their car was stolen. Because phone's ringing, dude. I watched, I walked, and I watched pretty much until Donnie goes, phone ringing, phone's ringing, dude. Thanks, Donnie. Like, I watched up to that point. Because this minute ends with that, but... It ends at um, 26. Mm-hmm. 26 colon zero zero. And I did the same thing. And when I fired up iTunes again to see where I left off, it was at 41 and change. Which is where exactly? Is that about well, where well, I was? Well, I don't know. That's 15 minutes later, though. Right. I just threw the number out. 41. No, that's exactly where I was. Phone, phone's exactly ringing, dude, right? Yeah, phones are gonna do. Thanks, Donnie. I actually then watched maybe like actually probably six seconds of him with the cops. That's a yes. Before I was like, okay, it's got to stop this. I got to go back. Got to focus. 
Well, I watched focus. a little more than six. I watched. Um, I actually watched to the end of this scene. I think I watched. Uh, I'm unemployed, right. and I stopped. Okay, so you went a bit ahead of a ahead bit of ahead, but it was ahead. about the same. It's like okay, so there must be something there. Like there's a natural, like you know, talking about the natural rhythm of a film. There's some beat there or something. Like boom, now it's safe to. You could stop here, and it feels like a chapter break or something. Because there's a rhythm to movies beyond three-act structure, dare I say it. Oh, yes. It's a plot. It's what the plot is. You're plotting these events. And I think this is the end of one of those events, which are weirdly happening right on the minute marks, again, with this minute. Almost. We mentioned there's the three seconds here. But again, you're right. It's a tonal shift. So it's yeah, a to- no, you're it's exactly a right. Tonal. It's not about the picture. Right. It's a tonal shift. So I'm going to bring the reverend back in here. So right. Before we go full on Jesus, there's something to note about this. There is. Right? And it's again, very no- important. Right. And I noticed it, right? So there's the... Well, well, yeah. So, well, dude, we just don't know. The dude is looking kind of quizzical and blows the snow smoke out of his nose. Like this huge, like, plume of, I don't know what the word is, a gust of smoke. Jets. Jets. So yeah, these twin jets. Twin One of each nostril. nostril. Yeah, comes out. And so here's what the reverend had to say about this, which... Again, was genius. He should probably be doing the podcast, not us. He's too busy. But he doesn't want to wake up in the morning and look at himself in the mirror. We're uh, apparently okay with that. We have no shame. So the Reverend, he says, as we transition into the scene with Jesus, notice the dude is blowing smoke out his nose. The image that came to my mind was the bull matador scene in Bugs Bunny. Jesus is the matador. Just look at his form, slow motion, everything. And the dude is the bull, blowing smoke out his nose. The whole next scene when Jesus is taunting the dude is just like a matador teasing a bull. Brings a whole new meaning to the scene, that smoke blowing out the dude's nose. That's crazy. It's so spot on. Yeah, because even with the smoke coming out, like so even if you didn't know what was going to happen next... The smoke coming out of his nose is reminiscent of a bull, like in a cartoon. Right. You, they stomp their front paw, and then the they snort out of their nose. And there is... The flamenco guitar is starting at that point. It's a very Spanish so, sort of thing happening. Yeah. So even if it, like, stops... Let's say the movie... Like, just this... It just, the universe ends there. There's no more of the movie. It's just the scene of the dude blowing the smoke... And you hear some flamenco guitar. For those two seconds, you have two elements there bringing to mind, I think, this kind of bullfighting, matador, Spanish kind of element to it. Well, even even the dude's expression. His brow is furrowed. His head mm-hmm. comes up. It's menacing. It's There's a menacing characteristic to his whole demeanor that kind of changes right at the beginning of this minute, too. Yeah. The smoke is a bit menacing. 
No doubt about it. And they just stay there for two and a half to three seconds, uncomfortably looking at one another. And then it cuts to a knee, a purple clad <laughs> knee. And a hand with one of those like finger protector things that sometimes Bowler was wear. Rubs over the knee, goes down to the shoe. The other hand has three rings. He, he starts tightening the laces on his purple shoe. Purple pants, purple sock, purple shoe. I... <laughs> like I told you, I only have one thing to talk about for this minute. Well, should we, should we get to it? I... We're 20 minutes in. You can either talk... If you save, if you save it... <laughs> no one's going to hear it, probably. So maybe we should get to it now. On the other hand, no one's going to hear it anyway, so... It doesn't matter. I, well, what's your preference? I'm willing to cede the floor. Or should we continue to break this down a bit? Let's break it down. Let's keep breaking okay. it down. So, yeah, I mentioned the three rings on the hand. Again, the Reverend had a comment on that. It looks like three high school class rings. Which I'm not Which, sure why. why. Like, what makes them high school class rings? I guess I never had... My high school, my senior class in high school had 17 people in it. We weren't exactly the sort of, like, ring-giving... Is that just for graduating? Like, oh, you're in 11th grade, here's a ring. Or, like, do you have to do something? I don't no, know. I think you just graduate, and I think you can get one. Like, usually there's some thing, like... If you want, you can buy one. Like, you can get one. Like, there's, like, a, a deal with, like, some jeweler. Like, you know, like, you go to some, or you order it from a catalog. Like, here it is. The high school class ring. Like, four-year high school. Like, it'll say, like, you know, like, Smithville High School 94. Like, on it. Like, engraved into it or whatever with the whatever. And then. The seal of your high school, like, stamped into it or something. And then anybody. And wear it proudly. Who graduated from that high school that year has the same exact, like, pattern and the ring? I could be wrong, but I believe that is how it works, yes. So then you're like, oh, look at that. 94, Smithville High School, me too. And then it's like you're in a club together. Kind of, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, or, you know, when you win, like, the Super Bowl, don't you get a ring? Or something for that? I think winning the Super Bowl is a bit more of an accomplishment <laughs> than graduating high school. Well, sure, but high school is still an accomplishment on some level. It's, you get these rings for certain rites of passage or achievement. Okay. Some of them are smaller. Some of them are bigger. It's. I think graduating high school is still an achievement. It, 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 you know, some of those kids went out and achieved anyway. Exactly. I have a wedding ring. That's a ring that I have. Yes. That's an accomplishment, I suppose, right? There it is. Outside of that, I'm just not familiar with these. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. I do not believe this ring I have culture. My high school ring, although I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I don't. I remember there was like a chance to buy it, and there was a debate. Like my mom was like, "Oh, you should buy it because it's your high school class ring." Like. But you didn't, you, know, you were like, oh, I'm too cool for that or something. And I was like, I don't, yeah, I'm too cool. I don't care. I don't know what happened. I don't think I have it. 
or maybe like we ordered it and it's still just like sitting in its little like ring case somewhere. I don't think I have it though. You don't think you have it? I don't think I, I don't think I opted ever to purchase ordered it. it. Okay. I don't think I opted to purchase it. Do you wish you had, maybe? No. No. It's okay. you're okay with that. I'm okay. I'm fine where I am right now. That's reassuring. No, no regrets. All right. That's reassuring because I never had the option. So, you know, I'll just live vicariously through your rejection of the ring. There you go. Sweet. Good. Sweet. So does three high school rings on his hand mean he was in 12th grade three times? Is that what that's supposed to mean? Could mean that. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, he keeps getting older. Girls keep getting younger. That would fit yeah. his M.O. Yeah, he is, it, it would indeed. He he may be a pederast. I'm not sure. We don't know yet, but he may be a pederast. Yeah. So, yeah, the Jesus. So, yeah. So he's, yeah, tiny his shoe, and then he goes this sock to, like, business the is sock horrible. Business is so good. It's so he, horrible. He pulls up his sock. Like, I, what is the word for a sock like that? Like, is there a way to describe that easily? I mean, it's a type of sock that I generally associate with, like, I don't know. It's almost a knee high. But it has that thing where it's like. It's, it's like, like flimsy, like translucent, it's sheer. like a pantyhose. It's, it's yeah, sheer. sheer for a portion of it. And but then it's the thick again. Is it? Right. And like, it seems like. And there's I know a sock like that. Like I'm familiar with people that have socks like that, but I can't quite place my hand. Well, you wouldn't finger, be able to do that. That would be weird because that means you'd be in their bedroom, like fingering around in their, you know, lingerie sock drawer, whatever. But here's the, here's the thing. I wear black socks. I just have like black business socks. You know, it's business time. I wear my black business socks every day. I've been on a mission for like six years to just buy the same, the same sock. Every time I buy socks, buy the same sock. So you can go in your sock drawer and just pick out two random socks. I put the socks on and it's going to be okay. You know, one's not like short and the other one's tall. Do you understand this? Does this make any? Does this resonate with you on any level? Right. It resonates with me, and I would love to have that. But in my life, except no matter how hard I try, every time I come back with socks, even if I compare them, no, they're never the same. But I can get them close. I can get them kind of close. But there's a couple pairs of socks in my arsenal that are horrible, and when I it's like an evil surprise in the morning. Oh, I grab two that look the same. And I pull the one on. It feels so good. Just pull it on the foot. And then you go to put the other one on. And it like gets all tight and shiny. It's like practically shining, like see-through, like sheer like this. And I realize my wife's sock has gotten into my drawer, which is yes. like sheer and like tight. That's what half of the material on this, on the Jesus's sock is. It's like the sheer material. And it's when I see this and pull up this weirdly like sheer and then thick sock, it's almost like he's wearing a woman's 
sock. Which are, do they even call them socks? I don't know. Do women have a different name for foot coverings? They're pantyhose, kind of? Knee-highs? I'm not pulling on pantyhose. I know the difference between pantyhose and a sock, man. Give me some credit. But, yeah, but this sock, it's not just, yeah. At least I I think I do. Am I pulling on pantyhose every day? (laughs) Wait, is that? What is pantyhose, actually? What does that look like? It's really tight and sheer, right? Right. Mm, Shit. I'm Googling women's socks. Women's socks. The first result is just pantyhose. I mean, I can pantyhose on my leg. That's not true. It really... So... I have not been doing that. Th- this shot of the Jesus pulling up the sock... It's got lumps. Was Im- it was improvised by John Turturro. All of this was... Well, not all For of mostly, it. Mostly. I mostly. mean, they set it up. They were like, okay, here's this character. Here's some basics about him. You know, he's called the Jesus. Here's a, 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 a kind of an outfit. Totoro kind of like embellished it, added the, the you know, hairnet and the one fingernail, the pinky fingernail right. being like long and painted. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, pulling up the sock and licking the ball and doing the little dance. Shining his ball. Although that's right, that, which we'll that's, get to that. We in a are not minutes, there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the little dance, which is a Muhammad Ali homage or something. Something, yeah. Something. Like and that. he did this, and it's awesome. I mean, I would, I. It's just interesting again because we talked about the Totoro or the the Totoros, the Coens, you know, controlling things, but again, they've had this relationship with John Totoro for so long, being in several of their movies, that. They gave some time. This is all according to John Turturro when he gave a little. He was doing like a Q and A at the New School, and someone asked him about playing the Jesus, and he revealed these facts. That's the source for this insider information I'm spewing right now. But yeah, that there was like some extra time. So in the schedule, they're like, okay, here's some time today. We're just gonna like play around here. Which is so cool. Right. Like, to have a movie with a budget, a motion picture with a big studio budget behind it, and to be able to get to schedule in, like, a whole day, I think it was, just to play. Right. Just to, like, do silly stuff. Yeah. And then he saw it, like, cut together. Like, he was saying, I had no idea if they'd even use any of this or what would happen. But then, like, he saw how they cut it into that montage. And, well, the word he used was he was embarrassed. He was incredibly embarrassed. Right. He said, I'm going to, he said, they're going to show this at my funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, in some ways, this is the role. This, these, like, several minutes of film here is what he's going to be. Probably remembered for, above all everything else he's ever done. <laughs> I mean, what trumps it? I don't know. He had some time in what The Sopranos, maybe, but I... yeah, I mean, he's he's you know yeah, and Cohen Brothers, right? There, he Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Barton Fink, 
but, Miller's Crossing. But the um, Jesus. You know, he's in the Transformers franchise. Sure. But no, but none of that. Yeah, the Jesus is just instantly the most recognizable thing. I mean, Jeff Bridges, you know, it's been commented many times that that's the role that he's most known for. People on the street, they never are like, hey, Tron. Right. No, they're like, hey, it's the dude. Hey, Fisher King, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so, yeah, this is his role. This is Totoro's role of his lifetime. And it's playing the pederast. Jesus Quintana. Jesus Quintana. And it's the Hannibal Lecter syndrome a little bit, where um, he's on screen for so little time, and yet has the biggest impact. Right. Like, he's on screen for a couple minutes. A couple minutes total out of the movie. What, three? And we should time he's it. He's on the cover. He's on the cover of the DVD, right. box set, iTunes art, whatever it is. He is on screen for probably nominally more time than the dude's landlord, Monty. Monty's not going to be on the cover of the DVD. No. There, no. the Jesus. The Jesus yeah. is featured in the header on our website. Yeah. Well, if you go to, let's say, Tumblr and look at all the Lebowski animated GIFs and Lebowski photoshops and artwork, right? There's probably just as many Jesuses as there are Walters. Or at least very close, in the same order of magnitude. Yeah. Which is why it's my favorite minute, and I can say yeah. that unequivocally. That dude can roll. That creep can that roll. That creep can Excuse roll. Excuse me. There's a, yes. there's a reason he's a creep. He's a pederast. Right, as we will learn. I didn't know the meaning of that word when I saw this movie. I mean, I think I just... I don't know that I've really even heard the word pederast that much. Other than in this movie? I mean, I think I knew... I just, from context, I got what it was, right? I think, you know, it's kind of the same thing in my mind. It's the same thing as, like, pedophile. It's just, like, a different word. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, I guess it's a little, looking at the definition in Merriam-Webster, it's a little more specific. What? How so? The definition is one who practices anal intercourse, especially with a boy. As opposed to a pedophile, which could be male or female? I guess, and wouldn't necessarily have to be anal intercourse. Although, all he did was expose himself. Well, Walter's prone to overreaction. Right. Or, you know, again, this, who knows really knows the, the definition of the word. True. He's a gross guy, I think, is the... Yeah, that's the thing. The origin of pederast. Literally, it's Greek for liter Greek for lover of boys. Lover of boys. So I guess it's a little different versus a pedophile, which is like lover of children. This is, this is awful. He's really pederastry is a quote usually erotic end quote homosexual relationship between an adult male and an adolescent male outside his immediate family. Like this guy is awful. He's an awful person he's horrible he's well, horrible yeah so apparently here he is my favorite character in the movie he's an awful person well he's not 
So it depends on how you just say favorite character, right? There's different meanings, a lot of shades there. Like, I can have a favorite. Like, I, when I see the Jesus, he is supremely entertaining as a buffoon to laugh at. I'm never like, yes. I wish I was the Jesus, right? Like, a lot of times there's favorite characters because there's this kind of like, you know, I want to be them or kind of like wish I was like that or that like that guy is so cool or fun, right? Like That is the dude, not the case. No, that is not the case here. But I just want to. But he's yeah, supremely entertaining. Yeah. Like the dude, I'm kind of like, oh, he has this nutty adventure. It's like fun. Like I wish something like that would happen to me one day. Even though even the dude's level of debauchery is too much. And it's if you really were that for two days, you'd well, be like, ugh, this is awful. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, in real life, it wouldn't ever work. Right. Right. But like the way it is, it's kind of like this dream that it could be that way. Right. But the Jesus like, has none of that. He's just literally but, awful. Yeah. Yeah. The hangover would be another case. Like you watch the hangover and it's like, wow, I wish me and two of my friends had a crazy adventure in Las Vegas like that. You don't want your teeth knocked out though, seriously. But in reality, it would be horrible. Right. Yeah. Awful. So be the most Or or just impossible, right? Like like crank is another example. <laughs> like if we want to talk about movies in rotation, like crank is a movie like the Big Lebowski in the way that like I can always return to it and the way I feel the need to just always have it close to me and sometimes I need to watch it just to kind of recenter myself in some weird way. Yes. Because Chev Chelios is one a, a, just a great character in the canon of film. And he is. I would love to be him. Like I watch that I'm like alright I'm going to get my Chev Chelios on. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to walk around the car. I'm just going to, like, run over the hood. <laughs> a shortest path between two points. That, That's it. That poor car. But in reality, it just wouldn't work. I would just die if I did, like, one one thousandth of the things he does. Speaking of recentering yourself filmically, don't ever try to do that with the movie Jacob's Ladder. No. That's just an aside. Yeah, I wouldn't try to do that. Even if you think you know it really well and you like it, and that's going to be cool to watch it, just don't do that. That could be a bad time. So... Yeah, so he's got lumps on his legs. Like hair and lumps. His socks are so tight you can see the hair and lumps. Yes. Well, he's... So, going back to one point I was about to make, and I got distracted, is talking about the pederastry again, is that he played a predator. Did you say pederastry? Yes, I did. Pederastry. Oh. You made That's it into a like a, um, like an arena. Kind of. Or is that something, did you see that somewhere? Did you make that up? No, that's an actual word. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the actual word for it. Right. Like, the, like what's what, that's what, like pederasts practice pederastery. pederastery all right nice work nice work yep yep so he played a pederast of sorts in uh, on, in some play like a yes a theater yes and the cohen saw him playing saw the play and they approached him were like hey we're working on this thing we kind of want you want you to do kind of the same thing for us which was like this was years before the big lebowski Apparently, yeah, they were. They talked to him about it for years. Which I think it was even before other movies that they made together. 
because he was in several of their movies before The Big Lebowski. Right. Miller's Crossing. Yes. Uh, Barton Fink. Yes. Both in the 80s, though. Both those movies are 80s. Isn't Miller's Crossing 90? No, Barton Fink is 92. Barton Fink might be early 90s. The race. The Google race. Barton Fink's 91. Miller's Crossing is 1990. So I was way off. So he's a busy man in that time. But I think in that interview he said that They'd been talking to them. Maybe it wasn't before these movies, but for years. Right. Because he made, because, yeah, because Torturo made the comment that they were talking about it for years and they finally saw the script. And he was like, well, what is this? It was like, it was like two pages. Right, two pages. <laughs> in a 120 page script. And they'd been talking to him so much about it. He, he didn't say it, but he sort of had the idea like he might be the lead. Right, right. <laughs> it's the, the Jesus. <laughs> And he's on set for one day, and he's just, like, licking bowling balls. Right. And they did a, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another tidbit, I think we're almost out of the tidbits that Totoro dropped in this video, but he mentioned that he was really skinny because he just got done playing a Holocaust victim for the previous year. Which, again, when you're talking about, like, you know, the sock riding up on the leg, like, you know, the, the skinny leg... The skinny foot that, like, you know, is too skinny for the shoe. Like, it's just part of the whole thing. And it just works so well. And that's yeah. why, like, all of the, like, bones, because you can see, like, his tibia or his fibia. <laughs> like, you could see it there behind the sock. I'm just paused at 2512, and you can see the line of it. And, like, you know, you start to get little, like, lumps and stuff when you get older. He's got some of those, like, lumps, like nodules and stuff and you can see every last like bump and crevice on his weird emaciated shin calf area it's just so gross it always you can see the hair like you can see his his calf hair poking out through the sock (laughs) it always gross and when you see this in the theater like larger than life just a giant shot of a man's calf hair poking out through a sock it's just disgusting it's like the men's jelly legs you know Ugh. Ugh. it leaves an impact on you so then cut to one of your favorite things reflective surfaces yeah the the little air blower thing built into the ball return gotta dry your hands off yep and you see again he put his hand there there's the rings and then you can see, get the first look at the aforementioned pinky nail. You can see, and you can see in the reflection. I don't know if you have any analysis of the reflection. There is some kind of black square, like it looks like a ceiling tile is missing, but maybe that's some something. I don't know. Um, I didn't notice the black square. But you do see like oh, Chichiro's face. This isn't a hand double. No, that's got well. I mean, the face is a little nondescript. So a maybe. little nondescript. I, I think it's him. I think it's yeah, him. Yeah, I think it's him. He's got the goatee there. Now, you could do that to somebody. But I yeah. think they had him there, and they probably just did it. Sorry. Oh. So you've done this to me now. What have Reflective I... Reflective surfaces. Uh-oh. 
Look at the red ball to the left. Talking about when he's... Putting <gasps> his hand over. I don't know what all that is exactly, but there's like things. Oh, there's like, man. There's a huge... Oh, like oh goodness! Lit rectangle, and you can see two people standing in front of it, and then other people standing wow. in front of us. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going there. It's like uh, it's you like can see the entire crew. It's like the little much. droid remanufacturing plant in Bespin. It's like teeming with robotics and arms and people and. You know where they, those little guys are deconstructing C-3PO and Chewbacca goes in, and he's pissed at them, and they're throwing it, they're playing like keep away with his head. Yeah. That's what it looks like in there, like that, that kind of, kind of yeah. crap's going on, but that shouldn't be happening in a bowling alley. Uh, well, I think one of the things that looks like, yeah, like a giant, like two giant robotic well, you know what? There's C stands. That's, that's somehow his finger, his like guarded finger, because it perfectly moves in in like rhythm as his finger, as his other hand comes into play. So somehow it's the reflection of that, but it just looks like where they build cars with giant robots, like yeah, yeah, very weird. Where the giant metal things move freakishly fast, like almost terrifyingly fast. I don't like that when like giant metal pieces are moving really fast, freakishly fast. There's that one. Have you seen that arm they had where it like constructed the circuit board or something? Or it, no, it was just like moving. Here's a pattern of objects over here, and then 12 feet away, it reassembles that pattern. But it's this huge like three ton arm or something. And it does it in like eight seconds or something. It's like 200 pieces. Like freakishly, almost right. so fast you can't see the arm moving. I don't really like that. Especially when it's three tons. It's a, you know. But you know, none of the, rule, the rules, none of the rules apply anymore. You can have a three ton arm that moves freakishly, freakishly fast. The, no reason to slow it down to like human scale time. No reason. No reason. Like, so what do you think the deal is with this nail of his? It's used to is snort it? cocaine into his nostril. I've heard, yeah, I've heard tell of such a thing. That's what it is. So that's what that is. So he's, so he's a pederast, a bit of a cokehead. Yep. I've known people with this nail. Personally, in my life, I've known them. And, um... That's probably what they did with it. There it is. So after the shot of the hands, we cut to the first full body shot of the Jesus. There he is. There he is, bringing the ball up. Standing there. Oh, like we're, his shoulders his, hunched over. So Shoulders hunched forward, hairnet. He has the, the purple track, <laughs> track suit with the, like... Slightly darker purple stripe on it. I guess maybe you could say it's kind of reddish redder. purple. Yeah, it's a little redder. A little, yeah, red added to it. Strange, yeah, little skinny man in his tracksuit. He brings the ball up to his face. And as he does, his hips 
kind of like swing forward. Awful. Like the body movement, the body language, the body everything. It's just so perfect. Well, it's kind of like he's flamenco dancing. He's doing his dance. You know, you have a ritualistic dance you do before you roll, you know? So this is probably how he rolls. Well, it works for him. It's like basketball players. They have a routine they do before they shoot a free throw. I had one. I played basketball in high school. I had a routine I would do. I would line the laces up, not the laces, the lines up, my fingers, and dribble twice, bam, bam, and on the second, when I catch it the second time, it would be back perfectly in the same place. I would exhale, bend my knees, and shoot, bam. That was my routine. This is the Jesus's pre-roll routine, where he sways his hips, to the flamenco music. Thinking about his eight-year-olds, I suppose. And then, for God's sakes, he licks this nasty bowling ball. Yes. And the lick is, again... It's, you know, we talked before about actors being, being able to control their body. It's an right? egregious lick. Again, the way he moves his hips is just like somehow so perfectly. It's so artful. And then the... The licking, the way his tongue comes out in this per- to this perfect little point, right? And like he touches it with like the underside the of his underside tongue, underside of the tip and gives of his these tongue, two little taps. So it's almost it's like, like it's almost like an S shape. Yeah, it's perfect. It, that, I don't, that, I couldn't. Like, yeah, it's just perfect. I've tried to do this maneuver. Actually, I was trying. Like, I got all cocky. It's like I don't want to go too far down this path because we were. We were saving this. Anyway, I've tried to do the lick maneuver. It's not easy. You ever tried to well, do you, this? You, I've not tried, but it, it definitely does. Like, I don't think I could ever do that. You need to practice. He probably practiced this thing. Right. Well, he's a trained thespian, right? He is a trained thespian. So it thespian. comes out. He is the little lick, the little tap. And then even the way it goes back into his mouth, like... Like, it just moves back into his mouth so gracefully. It's, like, it's an incredibly graceful tongue, is what it is. And it's actually four. I think he has four impacts yeah. with the ball. I'm going to count them right now. One, two, three, three. It doesn't hit on the fourth one. And it starts curling back in, almost like a snail's head that comes out of its shell and then curls back into its shell. And its little antenna come out. That's what it looks like. It's really disgusting. He's wearing his hairnet. Yeah, yeah. Cut to the reverse shot. Like, yeah, to his to his rear. There's the hairnet. And his even even his shoulders are like jaunty. Like they're at a jaunty angle. The left shoulder's higher than the right shoulder. Like he's very like moving his body around. At uh, just at strange angles, and there's the stitching on his collar. You can see it gives a little more like detail, fancifulness there on this tracksuit. Has some fancy stitching, and maybe not a little known fact, but he's got his name stitched into his uh, left breast pocket above his left left breast pocket. 
but he yes. but he also has a necklace, a gold necklace that says Jesus. Well, there's no mistaking who he is. He wants it to be known. Yep. Yes, and so we see. His, the way the camera moves to the word Jesus on his breast pocket is really mesmerizing. I'm envious of it. Yeah. Very envious of it. It's Yeah, it starts with the bowling ball being held in front of his face. The ball moves down, and it kind of reveals just for a second, like kind of this demented, determined slash demented look. Like twisted, though. His, his lips face, are a little twisted. Kinda, yeah, twisted. But the camera kind of goes down with the ball, but then also kind of tracks to the right a little bit and tracks in right into that pocket. And the focus is pulled. Razor sharp. Getting pulled, but it pulls into this razor sharp, like super detail. You can see each individual little thread that went into, yeah, that stitching into the word Jesus. And you can see every thread in, in his outfit. It's and you can tell because at first it doesn't look that clear. Like as it gets closer, then all of a sudden it goes like yeah, right into perfect focus there. I wanna I wanna pull out a little bit here before we get too far. Yes. So this is the role that John Turturro might be known for as an actor. Possibly his most. I don't know. I was going to say famous, perhaps infamous might be the better term. But the way they treat his character here. So we have the first full body shot we see of him. There's just like a bowler, like coming right in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So it's, they don't, they don't treat this shot with that much importance. Like, they they throw the random bowler in front of him as if to say i don't even know what it is to say but if like this is your your money shot for your character that people are going to remember but they just have people wandering around in front of him in back of him people bowling like he's surrounded by such mundane stuff right. Well, I think that's intentional in a way because well, it, it is intentional, but it emphasizes him. It's genius. His strange, yeah, his strangeness. Because like it's a, and it's daytime outside. It's like a Sunday afternoon, and like families are out bowling, and yet there he is, right? All intensely, weirdly, twistedly focused in his tight purple jumpsuit. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Like you can see, I'm right now frame paused on some frame at twenty five forty one, and you can see like the line of his underwear. No, like it's what it looks like to me. Like, like you, can, like it's faint, but there it is. Like his, <laughs> like it's it. so tight, you can see it. Like there's his tidy whities under there. I see it. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I freaking see it, man. Oh, F oh, we're since we're paused on that, look behind him. There's uh 
big black empty areas. They're probably just like air duct returns. Right, right. So not a continuity yeah, thing bl- there. It's just like yeah. whatever. You can even you can see like dirt spewing out on either side. It's 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 a vent of some sort. Yeah. The very uh, dirty ceiling. Man, look at that. You could see each one of those black squares has like dirt jettis like dirt patterns jettisoning jettisoning out from them. Do you see that? Oh, I do. I do. I do. That is so disgusting. No wonder they tore this place down. It's a shame. I would have liked to have gone here and bowled a frame or two. He has such a graceful approach to his role. It's intimidating a little bit. It's so controlled. Yeah. Well, you know, think of how controlled his tongue was, right? Man. Doing this bowling ball is like nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And as the camera, like, moves forward, tracks in, as he... Does his little bowling stance, rolls the ball. I call it his approach. His approach. It's like a golfer has an approach. You know, they approach the ball. That's a weird thing to think about. He approaches the ball as if it's some other person that you have to become acquainted with. It's his approach. He's approaching the, the lane and the pins. One thing you'll notice in that when he's rolling the ball, like that shot kind of ends on his left foot. Yes. There is some kind of like little black string around his ankle. I don't like that. Like a little anklet or something. You know, they made a point to show a close up of the sock earlier and it Mm -hmm. was frayed on the top. So maybe this sock has been repaired. Possibly. Maybe these are old socks, but how often are you going to find like half sheer purple bowling socks? So you got to keep them keep them going. Takes them to the cobbler. The cobbler probably repairs socks. Gets them redone. There's a pretty much the only sound note I had for this minute was this ever so delicate um scuffle I guess we'll call it where is now where do you hear that it's a it's a, a it's a delicate foot scrape so if you go to just listen as he does this approach 25 43 right when it, just right. before it turns 43. Take take a little listen. Oh, yeah. And it's so much... They don't overdo it. You don't hear much of the other footsteps leading up to it. No. They just put that one in there, just a little gentle... Yep. And then... But but then you hear the bowling ball sound. So it's almost like you're being sucked into reality a little bit. Right. Like that foot scrape. And then it comes... It's subtle, but it's... Screaming into you, and it's like... yeah. And then you hear ah, screaming. Yeah. And then they even add to the bowling ball, like as it gets close to the strike. It's screaming. It's some like, kind of like demonic you know, screaming. Yeah, just some kind of like, I don't want to call it demonic screaming. It's just some kind of, you know, 
like vortex Audio sound. punch. Yeah, just some kind of like rising crescendo sound as the ball gets closer to the pins. It just shows it like zeroing in. But it's gonna, you know, that ball is gonna obliterate those pins. Right? It sounds pretty demonic to me. It's like a like a choir of screeching demons. But you're exactly right. That's the purpose they're using it for. But it's a weird, like, you could have gone a million different directions with this sucking in, like, crescendo of impending pin doom. But this is almost like a screeching, screaming sound they use. And then um, he rolls a strike. Yeah. The creep can roll. And he turns to the camera. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's in his little bowling pose. And he turns to the camera. And this is really where the gut punch comes in, I would say. Yeah, and he does the little dance. Right as the music also, you know, picks in with the percussion and the more rhythm. Right. Up to this point, it's been the little finger... Just finger plucking. Picking. Yeah, and it cuts in, and there he is. Like, with this music, they several times... They kind of coordinate this montage in with the music really well. Yeah, there's his little dance. Because that's the thing, right? You're on the set. You do a little dance. You're like, oh, that's a funny dance. Who knows what they'll do? Maybe they'll use a second of it. Maybe three seconds of it. Who knows? Maybe they'll cut me dancing in, intersperse it with the ball rolling. What are they going to do, right? But they add this music to it <laughs> and show him do it. And all of a sudden, like, it's, it again, it's other. Like, I can understand, right? You're on the set. And, you know, Totoro's just like, oh, here's some weird, wacky stuff for you to work with. But then again, I think they got into the editing room, like, okay, let's sh- put this stuff together. And they and really... Again, they just made something that even at the time, they may not have even realized the gold they had, right? Like, they may not have realized I... that this would be such a defining moment of this film and of John Totoro's career. I, I mean... I... I think once... <laughs> they did what they did because now, and I have a small exception with this because it's in slow motion. Yeah. So they did this a couple of times. They're like, you know what? That dance was awesome. Let's shoot it again. We'll shoot it at a higher frame rate so we can slow it down. Right. Because you have to shoot more frames per second. And I'm, I mean, although they did shoot a lot of slow motion in his montage. So yeah. maybe they just yeah, shot well, the whole thing slow mo. But yeah. I think once they. <laughs> had this in there and they laid that music underneath it and they're like wait 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 oh look at this it kind of works here i could put another shot or two in and right when the full band kicks in on hotel california by the gypsy kings we'll have him start doing his little dance i think the moment they did that they all fell out of their chairs laughing and knew they had something special yeah no yeah they realized that once they put it together yeah exactly and you know, on some level, I think they they you know they were trying to do that because yeah. right? why did they get to Tura? Why did they they put him in the funny outfit and they're like, okay, we're gonna put this thing in here and spend a whole day and spend a bunch of yeah just energy, shooting this. like brainstorming this guy and putting him putting him together and shooting this yeah y- you know. years of brain power behind this exactly so they were going for this but how often does that actually work? Yes, it actually I mean, worked. They yeah they hit I mean I think they were you know yeah exactly they were trying to 
you know, like maybe they're like, okay, if this is good, we can get. I'm trying to use a sports metaphor. I'm just trying to like stop myself here because I don't know anything <laughs> about sports. But you know, yeah, they 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 were trying to do something that was great and awesome. But what they didn't realize, they created something truly epic that will live on. So they were shooting for like a point way above where they thought maybe it would go, but in point of fact, it went farther than that. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened here. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have dressed up as this character to go to a wedding. Especially one where I was commissioned to shoot the video for it. (laughs) Not realizing that I'd have to stand in front of the rest of the guests and that the costume portion of the wedding didn't happen until the reception. So I show up at this wedding, <laughs> and it's the Hallow wedding, so it takes place at or near Halloween, and the mandate was to show up in costume. Well, I was going as the Jesus, that's for sure. I had the full purple jumpsuit, I had rings on my fingers, I had the long, weird drug nail, I had the wrist brace, I had a hair net. I had a goatee painted on my face. I mean, this jumpsuit was tight. You see everything in this thing. I had bowling shoes on. I had my wife, God bless her, put Jesus above the left breast pocket. I even, I think I had a Jesus necklace. I was perfect. And I show up, and I'm going to shoot it now, thinking everyone's going to be dressed in outlandish attire. And there's all the family members and close friends, and everybody's basically wearing biz cash. The The mortification set in rather quickly. And I had to just stand in front of everybody with my Tight ass, hanging out of my purple jumpsuit, shooting the video, and, uh, yep. It was... And there it was. But, you know, an epic experience nonetheless, because I believe that I was channeling some John Torturo. I, I mean, I practiced his movements, and that's... I was talking about the the tongue, his graceful tongue tongue caresses on the bowling ball. I practiced that. Like oranges and grapefruits. It's really hard. I had it sorted down for a while. I practiced his hip thrusts. (sighs) There's pictures and against my better judgment I 
I will send them to you to put on the tumbler. I have a beautiful. I have a picture of since it was a Halloween wedding, there were other characters around, but in in this reality of this wedding, Jesus Quintana was hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson. So talk about two, if you want to call them counterculture icons, right? That from different worlds that would never otherwise interact. I would that call happened. Them two heavyweights. Heavyweights, definitely. We got to put that stuff up there. We do. I feel like I have some photos of this. You know, check the archive, man. Somewhere deep in the archive, and it does indeed. Yes. <laughs> it, it's it's something. It has it ha it has. I'm in some of these photos. Is there? There's no video of this event. Is I mean, I was shooting video of the actual wedding part. Where did you live at this point in time? Florida. You did. Yep. Drove up. It for a portion of the time in my Jesus because I we arrived there and then it, we were there. So a portion of the time driving, I was. The Jesus. Jesus. You just had to hope you did not get pulled, pulled over. Right. Because, you know. I have no clue what happened to these here pics. What's well, a Maybe I never posted them online. I was too horrified. It's a it's a better idea. You don't it's yeah. probably for the best. I remember I think I feel like I have some really good ones. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you do. So where did you get the jumpsuit? Uh, like Walmart. It they was, had a purple jumpsuit. Did it have the stripe on it? It it had. It wasn't exactly like this. If memory serves me, this was a some time ago now. But the suit it had more blue in it than this, but it was still purple, and I think it had two white stripes down the side. But I was like, you know, it's got stripes down the side. It's close enough. I can't, beggars can't be choosers here. Exactly. Unless someone, unless you're going to like a Lebowski fest where they're going to really like call you out right, on this. Right. Or like, you know, you're going to be like standing next to like a, a photo of John Turturro and his outfit so people can like spot the differences. Right. Yeah, people aren't going to necessarily notice. No, but I remember being very insistent that it had to have a stripe down the side. It couldn't just be purple. And it was like serendipity there what i'm like this is it it's done we we're doing this now we're like did you have did you have purple bowling shoes to go with it i don't think my bowling shoes were purple i think they were like the standard like red red and blue right i had to sacrifice that also but again it works but it were it's close enough the hairnet the goatee the rings jesus on the breast pocket (laughs) Jesus necklace, coke nail, you're all good. But I did have the coke nail because I was I. This is probably the minute of this movie I've seen the most because I did so much research into getting the character right, like the outfit right and stuff. And they treat us with so many like slow motion close ups of his various attire. 
Uh, anyway, that was the big uh, reveal I was saving. So there you have it. I barely laughed. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. You have to wonder if Hunter S. Thompson and Jesus Quintana would rupture the space-time continuum, though. If they actually met and hung out. I would love to read if, let's say, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson ran into Quintana. I could see him as being some side character in some recounting of his. It would be interesting to have yeah, Hunter S. Thompson's description Jeez. of Jesus Quintana. The Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved, Adam. Is it? Yes. Um, but they serve a damn fine mint julep. So how about that? Are we done? I think so. I think we we did a pretty good job here. We got, we went we broke it down kind of shot by shot. It was weirdly we hit a lot of points chronological somehow this time. Yeah, how did that? How was that? We're only at out? like a minute thirteen or so. So like uh, we actually kept it. Yeah, hour thirteen, hour thirteen. So we kind of crammed in there. I think I think this is you know, and from a pure efficiency standpoint. I'm pretty happy with how we managed to, to deal with it. We that. should come up with a metric for measuring the uh, episode efficiency ratio. Right. You know, the EER. And this would the be EER like... The EER coefficient. Right. And see what that, you know, zero or negative one to one. And I would say we're at like a, what, 0. 0.8 or something. Right. We didn't specifically... Talk about the Gypsy Kings who do the music here, but I we can save that for next time. Yeah, because they're going to still be going. This music goes on for at least two more minutes. I figure there's more to talk about with the Gypsy Kings next minute than this minute, honestly. Yeah, probably you're right. We had some philosophy here, some... Yeah, I don't know. It was more, more bigger. And we were in beginning, so... We can get down to the nitty-gritty of the Gypsy Kings next time. All right. All right, my friend. All right, Adam. Brad, let me tell you what a pleasure it's been hosting this episode with you. It's it's always a pleasure. A, a pure joy. A pure joy, like a, like a golden sunset experienced on the... So you got it that time. I did. You, did. you, were, oh, you learned aware. your lesson. I, it only took 26 episodes <laughs> of being burned for me to finally know it. Next time on Gutterballs. He did six months of Chino for exposing himself to an eight-year-old. Oh.